Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers, episode 175. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave, and of course, this is your last week being sans Jay. Jay will return next week. I hope you're enjoying yourself as much as I am not having Jay here, because this week I am joined by my lovely wife, Lauren. Hi. So last week we had Duty, so I hope you guys enjoyed me and Duty's top five horror films of the 2000s, spanning from the years 2000 to 2009. This week, me and Lauren have another top five, but this time it's actually going to be a top 10. Uh, right. <laughs> because when me and Lauren did our top fives, and this is going to be for 2010 to current 2019, uh, the the reason we had a bit of an issue was because we had the, the same list. The same list. A little much. different. Yeah. Some movies were, <laughs> I think we had one difference and all, all our movies were in different orders. Right. So we were like, well, we, we, it's not going to be a fun top five if it's not like a, if it's not a, a give and take, you know? Right, like, right. It's it's going to be better if we just do a top 10. So this is going to be me and Lauren's combined top 10 horror films from 2010 to 2019. But before we get into the rest of the show, Lauren, what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channels. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Lauren, what we get down to watching this week? I say we because we usually watch most things together. So we did watch a movie together. I right. actually watched it and then I first and I, then rewatched it with me because right. it was so good. Right, right. <laughs> we watched Little Monsters, which uh, is adorable. Is a it's adorable zombie film. I fucking loved it because like it, these little kids are, are the cutest kids. Yeah, especially especially the the, the main little boy, right, uh, who loves his uncle David and he <laughs> loves tractors. Yes. <laughs> so this is a zombie film that takes place in Australia. Now we talked about this film. We did a trailer park for it when it came out, like hitting the film festivals and Sundance and stuff like that. I was very excited for it to come here to the States and for it to be in the theaters. Never happened. Hulu, right. Hulu actually picked it up before it got to the theaters and it stars Lupta Nyong'o, Alexander England, and Josh Gad. Yes. <laughs> Who is by far steals like the first two acts of the movie. Right, like, right, with, right. With, with how outlandish he is. And it's it's about a struggling musician who moves in with his sister and becomes sort of like a surrogate father to his nephew. Right. Uh, who he begrudgingly deals with because he doesn't like children. Uh, and then, of course, he falls in love with, her, with his school teacher, who's played by Lupta Ny- Nyong'o. And they go to Pleasant Valley Farm, which right, right uh, 15 kilometers down the road from there is a United States re- military <laughs> right, research military facility. Base, right. And the, the subjects of Project Regeneration right. <laughs> escape and make their way over to, to the farm. Pleasant Valley mm-hmm. Farm. And a zombie outbreak breaks out and hilarity ensues. While they're there, they meet Teddy the Giggles, <laughs> 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 who is a, 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 a children's star who all the kids are in love with. Right. And uh, he turns out to not, you know, never meet your heroes, kids. Yes. Yes. The first thing he says, oh, my God, are you guys all, all stuck out there? I don't fucking care. Right. 
he was he was going to allow a bunch of kids to get eaten by get zombies. Eaten by zombies because he wasn't going to open that door. Right, so like, uh, we're not going to spoil like the whole movie and stuff. That's just literally like the first twenty right. minutes, the half hour right. of the movie. But it is a really effective zombie comedy. You know, it's not it's not quite uh, to the level that like Shaun of the Dead is. Right. But I, I I really really enjoyed you know what we got. There's a lot of fun callbacks to like the original to to, to the first act. By the time you get to the third act. Yes. That I thought were mm-hmm. adorable, and you know, I mean, th- I love when David jumps on the tractor, and and he's just like, "You have to push the clutch," and he's like, "How do you know so much about tractors? I love tractors." <laughs> Kids' room is filled with pictures of tractors. <laughs> I know everything about tractors. I love them. <laughs> And there's the point where like Teddy McGiggles is like he's screaming at all the kids and he's like, You're all fucked! You're all gonna die. And Lupin Nyango like puts the puts the the broken ceramic statue in his side and and she's like she's telling him he's gonna calm down and just to show the kids that everything's okay, he's gonna do the laugh. I don't wanna do the laugh. You'll do the laugh or I'll put you out there so all the zombies eat you. It was it was really fantastic. I don't think I've I've like left watching a movie in a long time where I've gone like I I want to watch that again right, right now. Like and I want- that's exactly what you I, practically did. I did. Yeah. The next yeah. morning, I, I watched that in the afternoon. The next morning, right. we watched it again, and that's how I was the first time I saw Shaun of the Dead. Was like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it like twice in one night. So right. I, it's been a long time. So th- this is the type of of zombie film where if you've ever wanted to see Josh Gad get punched in the nuts so hard that he vomits, then this is your movie. This is your movie. <laughs> It was just weird hearing Olaf's voice yeah. calling kids right. fucking cunts. Like- <laughs> and it had a great uh, music score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the music. I, I probably heard Shake It Off more times in that, in that movie than I would have liked. But, you know, <laughs> by the time it was over, I it was stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it just has like such a sweet story, too. Like, and, and the yeah. conclusion is it's it's very sweet. Like. If you cut out all the zombies, it's a very sweet kids movie right. about an uncle learning to learning to love kids and 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 finding out there's more to life than your selfish needs. Right. But it, when you add in the zombies and stuff, it it's still that same story. But there's a lot of blood, gore, exactly. and cursing, and it's it's so much fun. So we can't recommend that enough. That is streaming on Hulu right now. Uh, the other film I watched was a Netflix movie with which, Sam Worthington. Which I was going to watch, but I'm like, Noah, I'll let Dave watch it. Let him tell me how it is. So let me tell you. like The, <laughs> the premise of this film, Sam, it's called it's called Fractured. Sam Worthington is a father. Uh, he's on a road trip with his wife and his daughter. His daughter falls into like some construction pit. She gets hurt they decide to take her to the hospital and uh, they tell they tell him that she has to go get a cat scan mm-hmm. and they take the mother with her but only one parent can go get the cat scan with the right. kid so the other one has to wait in the waiting room they never return and he goes on this mission right. to find them throughout the hospital and they spend the entire time sowing these seeds like in the first act that maybe he's crazy everyone's telling him he's crazy he's not fucking crazy right and then they spend the whole rest of the movie proving to you as the viewer that he is not crazy that this all happened. And then in the last 10 minutes, they just tell you, nah, bitch crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. And like, it's like, why the fuck? Like, what's the whole point of the movie? That, I was like, working in the bedroom and that movie ended and all I hear was, what the fuck? This is a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> 
because like you, you know as a viewer you can only you can only go off of what's being presented to you right, right. in the movie so when the movie pulls the rug out from under you at the end and comes out of left field with a final explanation for it that that there was no way for you to come to that conclusion as a right. viewer yourself then it's just it's but pointless no, movies can um be told in a way where it's like wait a second maybe he's not crazy but then it's like wait a second that Look, that's right that did there's happen. a there's a movie right. on our list that we will get to right uh when, when we get to that right where uh, a lot of the a lot of the people that are in the house think that someone's crazy and you're kind of meant to think maybe, right maybe he is crazy right that did it effectively because they yes. they give you enough evidence to both sides right this movie was just like he is not crazy just kidding. Just kidding. JK. Hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Crazier than a shit house loon. Look at him go. I know what? <laughs> Look at him go. Now, someone who watches this who doesn't watch good movies would be like, oh, wow, that it was, was deep. so good. It was deep. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Because yeah. I know people like yeah. that. It's like, you know, uh, it's just like Fight Club. <laughs> it's just like Fight Club, right? Am I right? Am I the only one who saw this movie and liked it? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, that, and it doesn't help that Sam Worthington's not- a good actor, right? Like, I mean, like, I mean, dude made Avatar, and it's kind of just been like trying to really coast on that for a yeah. while, <laughs> and it's just it's really coming to an end, and he can't wait for Avatar two to come. I soon mean, enough. I thought it was, I thought he was already done for, you know, but nah, nah, nah he's got some, he's nah, got some in his back pocket, yeah, I guess. Just when you thought Terminator Salvation took him yeah. out for good, <laughs> he comes back with this Netflix you know, original I film. Didn't hate Terminator salvation neither do i but we don't talk about that on the show because then people get upset because they're like wait a minute you call yourself a movie fan but you like terminator salvation i didn't say i didn't i didn't say i didn't say i didn't say i'm a movie fan and like bad and good movies it's it's oh oh, i love tons of bad movies right (laughs) tons of bad movies i mean come on (laughs) batman and robin batman forever (laughs) the bad movies that you like are ones that you're supposed to like right it's true. But never admit that they're good, but they're so bad they're good. That's not anyway. true. This week, I watched Judge Dredd, the 1995 one with Sylvester Stallone. That is a bad- That is a terrible That's movie. a terrible movie that no one, one should like. Sylvester Stallone is in it. I am the Two, love. not Pauly Shore was in it. <laughs> not Pauly Shore. <laughs> no, it's mid-90s Pauly Shore, Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider was in it. So that's two reasons why it's bad. Three, I knew you'd say that. Stephester. Sylvester, so sly, that fucking asshole. <laughs> you said him already. Yeah, him. <laughs> he's in it, and he talks. Yeah, but Max von Sydow's in it. Like, Who's Max von Sydow? Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, he's a he's a very well respected actor. Oh, uh, uh, Three Eyed Raven. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, and 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 Game of Thrones. That dude, dude in the tree. That's who he was. He trained Bran. It's that not guy. not Bran, the other That's guy. The, guy. The, the tree guy. The tree guy. The tree exactly. guy. The tree yeah. guy. But not the original tree guy. Not the one we got at the end of episode season no, four. No, the one they changed. In season six. Right, right, right. That's the one. You got right. it. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> he was also in Force Awakens, but you know. Right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but that but Judge Dredd is a bad movie that I technically should not like. And I do. You shouldn't know. I can't help it. It's a terrible movie. It's it got is. awful dialogue. Yeah. It is it's cheesy nineties effects. Yeah. I still love it. Can't help it. Don't know what it is. Maybe it was just because it came out right after Demolition Man. I was a kid. I loved Demolition Man. Mm -hmm. Then that was the next year. And I was like, you know what? These are the only two movies I need for the rest of my life. That's what eight-year-old Dave said to himself. (laughs) (laughs) The only two movies I need for the rest of my life. Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. (laughs) 
<laughs> Buy me those. And they <laughs> and then they made the new Judge Dread new Dread, er, which I watched. Oh, imme- Dread. That's which right. I watched immediately afterwards. Right, right, right. Because that is just a fucking good movie. Yeah, it is. Just straight up good. I yes. mean, there's not not many bad things you could say about it. So that's what we watched this week. Let's head over and let's get into our news. this week you know me i'm gonna be so good at this because <laughs> i know all actors names like yeah. tree guy the tree guy i knew He's him max von side now there, there you go <laughs> all right let's start off with a light-hearted fun one a young man was arrested in iowa for drinking at a bar and providing a fake id lauren his fake id Yes. was the mclovin yes. id from that's Super amazing ben. if i ever get a fake id i mean not now because I'm old enough to get a to have an actual ID to drink. Right. But yeah. Yeah. If I was ever first off brave enough to go into a bar underage with a fake ID, that would be amazing to have. Like, subtitle fake ID. to this story: Some guy was fired, right? Because they're checking IDs at the door. Yeah. This dude made it in. Was actually drinking at the bar, only to get arrested later. Which means some dude at at the door has to lose his job because they're like, seriously, dude. He doesn't even have a fucking first name. It's just McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> just McLovin. Was it the picture of McLovin or was it? No, it, it was the picture? full, it was the ID. Like the one it that was you, the actual ID. Like the one you could buy so at, at Spencer's totally back in the day. this kid totally went to his friends and was like, I'm so going to this bar tonight and I'm going to try using this. Right. So he Let's was 20. How, all of his right. friends were 21. So okay. he's the only guy that can't get into the bar. So <laughs> he 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 did it. I'm, he got past the, the big dude at the front door, but made it all the way to sitting at the bar. And the bartender just, wait a minute. You got ID. <laughs> yeah. Sure, let me show it to you. Just says McLovin. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Even though it's not the bartender's <laughs> job to be checking IDs at this point, that's what the big guy at the door is for. Right, but this this guy looked at him and he's just like, hmm. hmm I see that ID again. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Seth Rogen had a comment for this. He just said, my job's done here. <laughs> He did his job, man. It's amazing. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> you know, good on him. I love, I mean, that movie's old, man. That movie came back, it came out mm-hmm. in like 2007 and stuff like that. So it actually does, it actually warms my heart to find out that some dude, 13 years my junior. Right. Is, is paying homage to it by getting arrested showing a McLovin ID. Right. Next news story. <laughs> Our, our next news story is that it turns out Melissa McCarthy is just a falling star. Her, <laughs> her latest movie, Super Intelligence, uh, was supposed to get a theatrical release in 2020. Turns was that out, movie not made yet? It's, uh, no, it, I believe it, it is filmed. It's just not out yet wasn't there another super intelligence movie no i think you're thinking oh, of. oh i'm thinking of you're thinking of the rock and kevin yes. james yeah yeah uh, or Ke- kevin hart kevin hart we'll talk about kevin james <laughs> yes. when we start when we review jay and silent bob in the next segment <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Melissa McCarthy's movie Super Intelligence was supposed to be getting a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out it's not. You know, Warner Brothers decided it's Why? not going to get a theatrical release. It's actually <laughs> just going to go straight to HBO Max, which will be their streaming service that's right. also coming in 2020. And I, I think it's just like no one cares about Melissa McCarthy anymore. Which right? means Ellen DeGeneres 
is not doing her job because Ellen is all about Melissa McCarthy. So, like, here's the thing. They're, like, like really good friends, and she has her on her show a lot. Last Where the year, fuck are those women Melissa at? McCarthy was, like, nominated for a role. She was in that uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, where she was the woman who forged oh, the papers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well-received by critics and people who are like Jay Short. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't say it, but but so, like, you would think that, like, after you get a nomination, like, a lot of your, your, your films be on the rise. I think what she's really struggling with is the fact that, like, we're tired of those comedies. Those comedy movies with her. Right, right. So like, you know, I think people are are now starting to respect her as an actress more. And it becomes tough when you respect them as an actor. But now an she's slumming it back to right. these and then she does, comedies. She does shit like 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 the Muppets one that, that right, came out, right, right. you know that last year that was fucking terrible. So anyway, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's Sorry. new movie will be coming to HBO Max instead of in the theaters. And uh I wasn't gonna see it anyway, so it doesn't matter. No. Next news story. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the casting news for the Batman, let's get out of uh, let's let's get some non-casting news out. Jonah Hill is not going to be in a Batman. <laughs> okay, which is probably for the best. That was the thing that was out about three or four weeks ago. Me and Jay did a news story that he was going to be in it. A lot of people were speculating who's he going to be. Is he going to be the ventriloquist? Is he going to be the Penguin? Right. Because he's chubby. I get it. Chubby guys. He's has to be the Penguin. <laughs> he's going to be Hugo Strange. Like all these. Like everyone was 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 fanficking him as all these different right. villains. He's not going to be in it. So all that is is for nothing. So he confirmed. He's not in the film. Next news story. This got announced a couple days ago. Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. will be in the Batman. She'll be playing Selena Kyle, the Catwoman. Yeah. So I'm very excited about this. Yeah, a- no. Anne Hathaway, also excited about it. She gave the seal of approval to her. So good on her. Good, good on good, her. Good for you, Anne Hathaway. Un- well, unlike Jared Leto, who is like all a upset. A douchebag. He's all upset about, uh, about Joaquin Phoenix Joker and stuff like that. Anne Hathaway is just like- Why? Ah. Because people like Joaquin Phoenix Joker <laughs> and fucking hated him? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. Uh, he's got a sex cult. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, be a Diddy better actor. About, Diddy talked about his sex cult last <laughs> week. Uh, so, but I mean, I actually really, really like this casting. You know, yeah. I think, I think, you know, she's, she's an appropriate type actress to play it because she she has some some depth to her yes but i you know you can see the playfulness of her as well you really like her in that hbo show big little lies and you know i think the only film that i've seen her in where i'm just like nah right wasn't digging it was fantastic Beasts, uh the crimes of grindelwald right because she didn't have a lot to do there they didn't give her a whole lot right right they really set her up in the first one to be like a big deal right and then we meet her and she's Right. Not a big deal. Yeah. You know, she's just kind of there. Right. Let her Lestrange. And then they're like, oh, by the way, care about her now because she's dead. Yeah. She's dead. Now do you care? No, not really. <laughs> you can't walking dead me. No, right? <laughs> you can't make me care about someone for, for five minutes and then kill them off and expect me to care. I don't. But I can't wait to see it because I like the fact that Catwoman's in it. Because currently in the comic books, Bruce Wayne like just recently married Selena Kyle right. within the past few years in in the comic books, uh, and it's always been the relationship that I find most important to Batman, other than let's say like Alfred or Robin or stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. You know, uh, and you know the relationship with the Joker is very important. But if you're not telling a Joker story, if the Joker's not in your film, right? He's then not, Catwoman. Right. Catwoman's like your your next go to. Right. It also means you know possibly some sexy time with Batman, right? You yes. don't always get a lot of like sexy time with Batman and Batman movies he's too busy brooding he's too angry but like you know a little bit of sexy time for 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 batman this time around especially with robert pattinson people are going to be wanting some sexy time with batman if he beefs up yeah i'm I, hoping they beef him up protein bro yeah next news story 
All right, final news story of this week. There is more casting news coming out of Matt Reeves' The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Dano has been cast as the Riddler. The guy you as, said I've seen in The Girl Next Door. I've never watched that he'll movie. He'll be playing okay. Edward Nashton, the, the, the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul Dano, you don't know him, but yes, he was... he was Because I've never watched The Girl Next Door. Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, you know, <laughs> There Will Be Blood. Swiss Army Man. All like acclaimed A bunch films of movies I've never you've watched. never seen. Yeah. And then, yes, he... He played the kid who had a surprisingly big dick in right. The Girl Next Door, which right. is like way back in the early 2000s. I looked him up. He looks like a good Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I think that's the thing. Like, first off, I really respect Paul Dano as an actor. I'll never get you to watch There Will Be Blood, but like he's fantastic in that movie. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, not only just is he fantastic as an actor, he's just he just looks the part. Like there are some people like when they're cast, you just go, yeah, ah, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Like, right. you know, sometimes when you hear people being cast you go I, I can't see it you know like i mean same that happened with heath ledger like, when heath ledger was cast yeah. everyone's like i can't see it i don't see how this guy this this heartthrob this the this knight's tale right, 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 <laughs> the right, guy right, from right. knight's tale is gonna come in right. and be the joker and then when everyone saw him go oh no yeah that's that that is like i can't see anyone else right being that and that's the way like i look at paul dano though where it's like he just he just looks the part and i just feel like he's gonna fucking kill it is he going to outshine jim carrey that's not gonna be hard. That's not gonna be hard. I don't know what they, I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking with that one when they when they when they made that. It's not that Jim Carrey was bad casting. It's that they they cast Jim Carrey Ace Ventura to play right, right, the Red right. instead of playing instead of like Jim Carrey Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So. Uh, I don't know exactly what type of story they're going to be telling here. Uh, secretly, uh, you know, with Catwoman and the Riddler, I'm hoping that they might be bringing a version of Hush to the screen. Okay. Because Catwoman, very involved in Hush. She's right. kind of working as, as Batman's sidekick. Right. Riddler is actually the mastermind behind the whole Hush thing, not actually Hush himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that, that they're, they're, they're kind of, giving us a live action adaptation that we just got that animated adaptation of it which was okay you know, mm-hmm. it was okay so uh there's there's some other riddler stories like the the war of jokes and riddles that i would really love which is i just hope we're not doing separate stories and then eventually making it into one story i don't think so i don't I think hope so. not um I, I i i hope they're very aware that like there's there's certain ways that you blend villains together like right uh, you know unlike they've done in previous spider-man films like spider-man 3 <laughs> right and the amazing spider-man 2 where they just kind of like in in the third act they just yeah plop in just a new villain right, right and right. they're like there he is uh, we did it <laughs> we got them all we got it we did it <laughs> you're welcome america <laughs> Uh, you know, instead, you know, uh, yeah, it just it has to be written really well. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I love Matt Reeves as a director. I've come to terms with the casting of Robert Pattinson. I just looked at his face and I went, "He's got such a fantastic jawline. He's gonna." Kill I know it. that's always a big thing with you and Batman. Your jawline, jawline. That's right, because Batman the animated series perfectly. Squared I know square jawline. Jaw, yep, right, like Ben Affleck, square jaw. Ah, oh, Ben, a Batman with I'll no chin. You. Like, that was always one of my problems with uh, Christian Bale. It's not that he didn't have a chin. It's that he had, like, a pointed chin. Right, right, right. And I would always think of of Unbreakable when when yeah. he's talking about, you know, villains have pointed chin. Heroes have squared chins. And I was just like, he's a villain. And now everyone talks like this when they <laughs> talk about Batman. No. I mean, that's just because the cow was pinching his nose. He really, <laughs> he really had no choice. <laughs> he had to breathe in and yeah. talk out at the same time. So... <laughs> 
that's going to do it for our news this week. Let's head over. Let's get into our spoiler-free five-minute-ish reviews for Jay and Silent Bob Reboot and Zombieland Double Tap. First up, Lauren, you and I went to an event. Yeah. A fathom event. event. We're like so fancy. <laughs> I know. And we you know, we get to see awesome trailers for like upcoming concerts that are happening out in the middle of the yeah. desert. That yeah. they're going to film and show. Uh, and then they got some some uh, Studio Ghibli stuff that's going to be coming an entire day. A weekend, actually, of fathom events for Studio Ghibli. Uh, so get your fathom event tickets right now. I've never been to a fathom event. Like I've always yeah, seen the is... trailers. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're it's like, like, what is this? What is this fathom event? Fathom events. I, I mean, there's been a few times where I saw them and I've been like, oh, I actually would like to go see that. Right, because yeah. I think sometimes they do like screenings of older cult movies that they do. Uh, they also do MST3K. Uh, so they, they do Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh yeah. And yes, I, I love right. that show. So like when they do like a new one and they're like, hey, we're going to, you know, bring that to right. Fathom Events. It's like, yes. And they're doing Twilight Zone, right? Was that it? Was it yes. Twilight Zone that the we six, saw? The 60th anniversary right. of Twilight Zone. They're going to be doing like the, the, the best episodes of the right, original right, right. series in a Fathom event. And I'm kind of like, yeah. But I also already have that on Netflix, and I right. don't need to see a show that was formatted for a four-inch tube television right, in the right, 1960s right. on a big on a big screen. But I mean, not only that, but sitting in the worst theater around—that's the thing about the Fathom events, right? Like me and you, we're spoiled as shit because we right. go to the IMAX theater or we go to the Dolby theater. Or big, we just go to theaters with rec- chairs that recline now. And not even that, like uh, you know, a, assigned seating and with that are in chairs that actually have room, like. Right, right, right. The the seats that we were in, like I and uh, no, they're just I, your regular I movie theater. I unfortunately had a person larger than myself <laughs> next to me, and I could tell that he was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable because we're both just two fatties rubbing our blubber together <laughs> with no with no like lubrication. So like, and and he was eating, and I have a big problem with when people with eat. make noises because he was making noises, right? <laughs> he breathes in before he takes a bite, <laughs> and every bite is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the labored breath while right, I was eating. Right, right. I was just like, "Fuck!" I, can't I was happy. My big that. dude next to me, he kept his elbows up, yeah, and he was polite and let me have the armrest. It was very nice. Luckily, I didn't allow our seating arrangement inside the theater that was thirty-five years old. That right, had, that had sixty years of farts punched into the <laughs> seats. Do the math; it's accurate. <laughs> Uh, but you know the Fathom event starts, and uh, we we get seven minutes of seven minutes of them. Kevin well, Smith. Kevin Smith basically talking. I think Jason Mewes maybe said maybe thirty five seconds. He with nodded. Him. He nodded his head appro- at yeah, the appropriate time. But it was just Kevin Smith talking. Yeah. But you know what? For for a lot of people, like if you if you listen to Kevin Smith's podcast and stuff like right, that, it's you're used to this. Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. He he actually has he has a very I love his voice. He has a very soothing voice. Yes, I think, he does. You know, it's it, he's a nice person to hear talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, the so, so the movie gets underway. This son of a bitch doesn't have a dick. He's got a fucking dick. He just got a tucked in. Identify yourselves, motherfuckers. I'm Jay, and this is my head with life, mate. 
Silent Bob! Don't tell me you guys have no idea there's a new comic book movie being made of the old comic book movie you two are the basis for. That old ass star-studded piece of shit, that movie sucked balls. Sucked asshole too. Your Honor, I object. I'll allow it, that movie did suck balls and asshole. We got three days to get to Hollywood and stop this reboot from ever happening. Boys, I had a baby. Jay, brace yourself. You're about to meet our love child. And on that note, we cue the music. Bong. Yay! It's Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith returns to the token twosome from Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob have lost their identities and must get it back from an evil movie company that is rebooting the schlocky blunt man and chronic movie from 2001. They're going to go to Hollywood, stop the movie, all while learning a few things, touching a few hearts, and smoking a few joints along <laughs> the way. And they've brought just about every View Universe character along for the ride in cameo roles. And is the movie let, let's just get this out of the way is this like groundbreaking in any way shape or form no 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 is it a nice follow-up to everything that we've gotten in the viewers universe prior to this absolutely if you like kevin smith you liked all of, you know you liked all of his jay and silent bob movies and even if you dislike 2001's jay and silent bob strike back you're going to get you're, some enjoyment here. You're going to like this movie. Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, one of the things that I found about, about it, it has this great way of playing with its meta humor mm-hmm. and its in-universe jokes and stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. It, you know, at times it doesn't balance itself well. Mm-hmm. It's very rough around the edges for sure. But there's there's actually a fair bit of heart like that's put into this. And, and I, this one, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what was missing for me from Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back back in 2001 Mm -hmm. was that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot a heart there it felt like it was imitating the the films that were coming right. out around that time right. and you know this time while it does feel at, you know very much the same comedic wise mm-hmm. there there is just a level of of character that that they add to it that i found pretty refreshing and for, i mean for for this movie and i mean the big difference in the tone and i mean kevin smith has said it many times it's because I had this heart attack. I had this heart attack and I thought I was going to die. And I, and he said it many times. He was like, fuck, I need to just live a little bit longer to get, uh, Jane Silent Bob out again. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I, that is also one of the reasons that this kind of seems like the, the farewell chapter. Right. To the viewers universe. Like I'm not right. going to spoil a lot of the cameos. You do see a ton of them in the trailer, but I mean, you if get, you're ca- me and you don't watch trailers, you don't know who's in it. <laughs> there's characters, there's characters from all rats who's come, who come back. Right. There's characters from chasing Amy. There's characters from dogma. Right. Like people come back and they, they close out their they stories close out as well. their stories right and they close out jay and silent bobs as well now i'm sure jay and silent bob aren't 100 done because we know that clerks three right. is right around the corner but you know it, it feels satisfying that this is our last hurrah with them there'll be minor characters come clerks three and i really think that clerks three is going to be the end of of like these characters i'm not sure if kevin smith will go back to them i'm not sure I if you'll have yeah. much to say about these characters but i think that's going the, into his 50s i think that's the point of this movie is and that's why he wanted to close out a lot of characters that we all kind of wondered huh 
I wonder what would ever happen after Chase and Amy. Right. What happened after Dogma? <laughs> if you're if you're not a huge fan of the Viewers Universe, though, you know it's it. This is just going to seem like it's, yeah. It's going to seem schlocky. It's going to seem way too self-aware, and it's going to seem silly and ridiculous. And it is a lot of those things, right? But for those of us who have taken the ride with Kevin Smith throughout his career and stuff like that, it's a nice send-off. It's it's a nice way to go, and it's one of the raunchiest films he's made. Oh my god! In years, there was I can't remember the exact line, but there was a line that was said, and I was everyone's laughing. And I'm like. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few of them. Like there's there's a few of them that are like that are that are really gross. There was one that just made me just say ew. Uh, there, I mean Jay at one point gets called uh come quick thumb dick. <laughs> I thought that, that was I thought that, that was hilarious because that, that makes sense. Uh you know, and I while I didn't cry by the end of this movie, I did tear up, I guess I would say. I, yeah, I felt I, the emotion yeah. that yes. coming through. And, For one specific character, yes. And then Absolutely. there is an end credit scene. I don't want to spoil this for anybody, but there was supposed to be someone in the movie who unfortunately is no longer with us. Right. And Kevin Smith still got the cameo in there right. for him during the credits. And that moment, I almost cried. That was, yes. <laughs> I almost cried. So, uh, so get, get, you're silent. Get get out of here. Bring yeah. me the other one. Bring me Jay. He talks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lauren, do you have a score for for Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Uh, my score is going to be a solid A. Fair I enough. enjoyed it. Yeah, you were laughing a little bit harder than I was. I don't know if I would say I enjoy the Kevin Smith movies more than you. No, probably not. Right, <laughs> but. I can forgive Kevin Smith for some shit that he's done. Yeah, you like you defend Jersey Girl like pretty hard. I love Jersey Girl. I think Jersey Girl was unfairly maligned, being as it came out several weeks after Geely, right? And, and the whole Ben Affleck, you know, Jennifer Lopez fiasco and stuff. But like if that. everyone knew that Jennifer J Lo dies within what spoiler alert? <laughs> but that movie's been out since how long now? Yeah, but George Carlin puts out a solid performance in that movie. I right. love George Carlin. So, right. Uh, unfortunately, he was not with us to to appear in. Yeah. Bob but um seeing it and then some of the emotions some of it one scene seemed like it was a little forced but the other scene was very emotional to me i didn't cry i teared up but it just brought back a lot of those memories and i'm like gotcha. god i love this for cast. me it's it's a solid b plus okay you know i really really enjoyed the film uh, there is times where the meta jokes do get to be too much. Like, you know, I, I, I feel like it's some of it, you know, this clearly is not our world. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's, it's the world according to Kevin Smith right. and stuff like that. And at the moments where he's playing himself and Silent Bob is there and stuff. And I was just like, no, like there's moments where I'm not going with it at all. And, you know, it, it, it's the type of, it's the type of thing where it's like, it's, it's a nice idea that got played out a little bit too long. Um, but, you know, he really does. It, at the moments just when I started feeling that, he really does bring it back to right, like an right, emotional right. level. Right. Um, and then I got to say, and I don't want to like tear her down too much, Harley Quinn Smith is not a great actress. I was not crazy about her role in this in this movie. Um, I like the idea of her and, and, mm -hmm. and the plot point that she serves for right. the film. She's just not fantastic she's a young actress so she's got plenty of time i mean like the and thing i mean the only movie she's really done is kevin smith movies yoga hosers right, right. yeah they actually <laughs> they actually made comment about putting your kids yes. in the films <laughs> so uh i give it a solid b plus you know it 
it, it had way more heart than it deserved to have. It, it was something fresh and and truly funny from Kevin Smith. And a lot of the jokes, like a lot of the in jokes, don't just come from his universe of films. Right. They come from his life as yeah. well. So yes. like if you don't follow Kevin Smith in media and stuff like that, some of these jokes will fall flat for you. You have to be not just a viewers universe fan. You have to be a Kevin Smith fan right. to get it, which is why this is in a Fathom event and is not getting any type of wide release because it's not a wide release movie. It's not going to speak to all audiences. Right. All right, Lauren, that's it. Let's get into our next review. We have Zombieland Double Tap. Welcome to Zombieland. You're welcome, America. My sister is gone. She picked up a boy. He's from Berkeley. Berkeley. Boom. Yeah. Yeah! We're gonna go get her. We ride it, dog. Start talking. You first. Oh, my name's Tallahassee. They are much more afraid of us than we are of them. You'll be the first to die, but I like your enthusiasm. You might die. Thank you for your sacrifice. All right, so the synopsis for Zombieland Double Tap. The stars have aligned, and by stars, I mean Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, and Jesse Eisenberg, who have all gone on to have career-defining performances and nominations, including one Academy Award win from Emma Stone, since last we saw them in these roles. Not a lot has changed in the past 10 years, but restlessness and overall general horniness cause Little Rock to leave the nest to get some strange, and Tallahassee, Wichita, and Columbus go on a rescue mission to find her and keep their family together. That's essentially what the movie's about um there's a little bit more nuance to it but obviously this is spoiler free my my big positive to the film is that it made me laugh yes it's it's effective it's funny um Mm -hmm. and i did like seeing these actors back back together yeah in these roles yeah i really enjoyed the fact that i went into that movie thinking this is gonna be so stupid it's gonna be so full of of itself but no, it was an all around funny movie with zombies. So, you know, it, it, it does come to sequel itis. You know, it is a, it, it is a bigger story. Uh, it is, you know, there's, there's, they, they ramp up the stakes, right? Right. But by the time you get to the end of the movie, the stakes that they raised really don't matter. Right. Uh, and that, that was my, my big problem with it was like, they talk about all these different zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go through their names because some of them are funny and I don't want to ruin it, but they talk about the T-800 zombie. Right. That is the unstoppable killing machine. Right. And by the end, they're fighting an entire horde of them. Mm-hmm. They die just as easily as all the other zombies when you put them in big groups and you need your main characters right. to get out of this alive. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, I think that I was like, you raised the stakes and then you took the stakes away yeah. at the end of the movie. So there were never any stakes to begin with. And of course there weren't. Of course none of these characters, are, you know, are, are, are going to meet a gruesome demise or right, anything right, like right. that that you know of. Maybe. <laughs> But I mean, it, it, it was it was effective. It played on on what had come before it in in very very you know nice ways, nice winks and nods and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Some of the winks and nods, it, it's a little bit too much. It's a little gratuitous, you know, where they they're calling uh, Woody Harrelson out for saying "nut up" or "shut up." Yeah. it's like you got to come up with a new catchphrase. That's so two thousand and nine. Right, right. That was one of those jokes where I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not funny. You didn't need to say that, but you did, and it's there, and let's just move on. Uh, you know, there. 
there's there's a lot of that stuff. But some of the stuff that they added to the humor though was was really nice. I actually really liked Zoe Deutsch. I as, did too. As this blonde yes. moron. <laughs> You know, she always plays somewhat soulful characters in a lot right. of her films. So to see her as as this lovable idiot, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So um, her character adds a dynamic that you know it, it drives a wedge between right. b- between Columbus and Wichita, which mm-hmm. I I enjoyed. I think it just it, it ended in its appropriate way, though. Yes. So yeah, I mean, other other than the fact that it is pretty much sequel itis, and it relies on so so heavily on what came before it, mm-hmm. it still winds up making itself fresh and fun, just enough for you to justify paying twenty dollars to go right. see it if you were a fan of the original Zombie Land. Right. So uh, much shorter review than Jay and Silent Bob, mm-hmm. but I think honestly, of the films that had more substance, Jay and Silent Bob reboot has more substance yes. than this does. Yeah. Um, honestly, like this is just a the second chapter to Zombieland. It's right. Zombieland all over again. And it's it's not bad. It's just no. it's the same thing again. So what's your score for Zombieland? Zombieland, I'm gonna go with a C. Okay. That's pretty low. It's a little bit lower than I am, actually. C plus? No, you can keep it out. You see, if C is what you a C feel. C plus, yeah. We're, if, we're going with a C plus. Okay, C plus. I am giving it a B minus. Okay. I, I enjoyed what I got. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to buy this on home video. Yeah. I am going to watch these two films. I'm going to watch Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap right. back to back. I'm going to have those days. Uh, you know, it's just, it does it stand next to the original one and do what it did better? No. No, the, right. And when the original one came out, it was it was extremely fresh. It was extremely fun, you know, and it really took us all by by storm, you know, when it came out. Everyone loved it. I think this one coming out 10 years later, I give it to them for being able to recapture, you know, the lightning in a bottle yeah. somewhat mm-hmm. a second time around, but ultimately they didn't do enough to make it stand out right, on right. its own. So, that's going to do it for our reviews. We got a top 10 list to do. We do. So, let's get ready and let's do our top 10 horror films from 2010 to 2019. All right. Hi, Georgie. <laughs> Alright, Lauren, our top 10 for uh, horror films from 2010 to 2019. Now, mm-hmm. I would say, like, in our house, horror movies are kind of like the most frequent type of movies that I would we wind say up watching. So. They're so easy to put on and, and just enjoy. And uh, even a bad horror movie is still. It's still. Fun. It's, it's good. Yeah, we, Not good. Okay, I take that word away. Good. We've watched some bad ones. For we've sure. watched pretty bad ones, but yeah, they're still right. There's there's something they're ab- better than watching a fucking indie movie that's just bad. You know, <laughs> like there's something about about the horror genre where you can come at it from so many different angles. Right. You can go straight for the scares. You know, you can add a lot of drama to it. You can add comedy to it. Right. You, there, no, there's so many different ways to come at it and some films have done it in, in a in a really, really fun way. Some of them are, are genre bending or poke right. fun at the genre itself. Some of them are genre defining and really change the game. So some of those are on this list. So let's go through our top 10. Lauren, you start off with our number 10. So number 10, we decided to go with your next. Where's Felix? I stuck a blender in his head and killed him. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Right. So this is a home invasion horror. Home invasion horror. Right. 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 This is when the uh, the guy he brings his girlfriend home to meet the family. Right. And yes. for this big dinner party, and then suddenly these people who you think it's just a home invasion, they're coming after the entire family and they're trying to take them out one by one and the main girl in it i don't know her name uh it was she was played by sharni vinson right she's not a huge actress not not in a whole right i don't think a whole lot of people in this movie were no 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 very small production right Um, but one of the interesting aspects of it is how it plays with the trope of of the horror movie final girl right 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 like in uh, most most slasher films there is the final girl and in this uh she's the final girl but you know she's not like like struggling to survive right she's holding her own she was on top the entire time and she took control of the situation the entire time because of her military background exactly and i think that that's what makes it like like extremely not not genre defying but this is the way that it that it bends the horror movie tropes so um, in the end, it was the was it the sons getting together or the kids getting it together? It was the kids getting together. Kid, kids getting together to take out the parents, right? To get the money that. But they weren't they weren't expecting this extremely right. capable woman being there, right. taking out the people they hired to kill their family. And then weren't all the kids like eventually turning on each other? Yes, because they they were all yeah. greedy and they yeah. all wanted the money. And then she's just left right. sitting there like watching all this. So yes, <laughs> it was it was extremely effective. Scary, no. But there are some great fucking kills yes, in this movie. There are. And that's the one thing you got to get right in horror is you got to get the kills. Right. Right. Like, yes. it's got to be good. So let's head over to our number nine, A Quiet Place. It was so good. Yeah, that's why we got to talk in whispers because it was, it was so quiet, but it was good. It was Stop really chewing the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> It was that type of movie, like right. you're, you're watching it, and this kind of is genre-defying in a way, because mm-hmm. we've gotten a whole bunch of sensory deprivation right. movies since then. We got, we got uh, what's the what's the one with uh, Sandra Bullock? Binded by the Light. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Blinded by the Light. Were, were you not supposed to look, Wrapped right? up like a deuce, I'm just a roller in the night. Blinded. I just know you're not supposed to look at the monster that was coming after you. See no evil? <laughs> That was the one with Kane. Bird box. <laughs> Bird box. <laughs> it was a long road to get there, but we yes, got there. We got there. <laughs> so anyway, but like we get like Bird Box. We got that terrible one with the girl from Sabrina. Yes. Uh, on Netflix. That was terrible and Stanley Tucci. But I mean like now That's what Netflix does to you. They're like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but you have to sign on for like five other terrible movies yeah, we're going to exa- put out. We're, we're going to make you do. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, with, with A Quiet Place, I think this is, is effective not only because of that sensory deprivation and the fact that it is such such a quiet movie. You know, it, it, it really takes you, it really makes you like look around and be like, wow, like everything you do makes noise right right like, and you have to be absolutely silent and to and to and just the, the way they bring you into the world to show you the the level that they have to go to to remain silent so that they don't get found by the creatures right uh, on top of that i think the family dynamic is something that really so right you and heart- john john krasinski, krasinski and, yeah. and emily blunt who are actually married in real life right uh, they know. played the uh married couple in this exactly and-, and we are getting a sequel to it i right know, i don't know whether the 
I believe the family will be involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, John Krasinski won't be. But right, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was effective. It was it was it was really and, well done. And it, you know, while it had like the jump scares to it, right, it brought something new to the horror genre that hadn't been done before. And seeing John Krasinski in that type of role, that was amazing because we all know him as Jim. Jim Halper from The Office. Right. That's what we know him from. Or you know him as Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Yeah, I guess if you watch that. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what is our number eight? Number eight is The Invitation. Doesn't feel safe here. We don't see you for two years, and then all of a sudden, we get invited to this lavish dinner. Don't tell me that this is normal. Yes. Which this movie, you turned me on to it. Well, it was your idea to watch it because not only was the cast is what... The cast is good. Right. Logan, Logan Marshall Green, right. one of his I think best that's performances. what drew you into this movie, right? Yes. That is 100% what drew right. me into it because um, I he's he's an act like he's he's we always call him discount. Tom Hardy. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's discount Tom Hardy. But now he's turning out to be like, you know, Logan Marshall Green. He's it's his own name. Like he he is a a fantastic actor. But this is one of those ones where like when I came up with this list, when when I was like this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. I knew that no matter what this was going on my list because right. this is the film we were talking about when we were talking about Fractured where it plays with the idea of whether whether he is a, right. a, a is, grieving father. Is that person crazy right. or the not right, right, right. Is this really happening? Absolutely. Right. And, and by the time the big reveal comes that no, there is cult activity going right. on. Right. But like I think the end is what leaves you most unsettling. Logan right. Marshall Green and 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 the final girl for this film are standing outside and apparently like when this cult kills everybody in the house they're meant to light a lantern and put it in the backyard and you see the Hollywood Hills light up with all these lanterns and he's looking around and it's like holy shit like they survived but most of those people did not survive and I thought like it was it was extremely effective but it also like gives you a lot to to chew on not only because of the horror aspect of it and stuff like that and this cult and, and the cult mentality but also about human weakness and mm-hmm. how like we can we can fall into cults and stuff like that when we're right. at our weakest yeah and also just the fact that he is a grieving father him and his ex-wife while he's there at this dinner that her, that his ex-wife and her boyfriend are throwing at their beautiful palace and stuff mm-hmm. like that um which used to be his house he's there and he's not over the loss of his son and he can't understand how she how looks. she can just go on go with on. her life right and that's why you're meant to think like maybe this guy's crazy because right. he's so racked with grief and everything like that and when you know there that moment comes that he's proven right and you're right. just like fuck yes and it's on <laughs> and there's there's good kills there's there's a, there's a fair mm-hmm. bit of blood and honestly like the the emotion and the acting is what really keeps you yes. in and me and Jay have talked about this film several times if you haven't gone out there and seen the invitation still on Netflix get out there I think it just came it. back on Netflix yeah. yeah get out there and watch it all right uh our number 7 insidious yes <laughs> Okay? You gotta help me. Here's one. Okay. 
And every time I, I think of this movie, I can't help but think of Tiny Tim. Yes. I know. And now it's now it freaks me out because of you that. You hear it on Preston and Steve in the morning. Yes. They play Tiny Tim all the time. Our local morning radio yes. station. They play it on. It freaks me out now because all I see is that ugh, is that little boy and This is one of those like paranormal horror films yes. that like it truly scared me, but like what really drew me into this movie was just the the, the cinematography of it, like mm-hmm. the 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 color of red, and like when they're doing that seance. I just remember nothing is really going on during that seance right. that is truly terrifying, but the atmosphere that was set up is like it it, it leaves me unsettled almost. Right. Uh, and of course, this is directed by James Wan mm-hmm. who has obviously gone on to do a lot of other you know great films and stuff like that but just goes to show how like some of our greatest directors come from the horror right. genre and of course it gave us Elise uh, played by Lynn Shay right I love her character in this yes I mean obviously everyone did because they made a bunch of sequels about her which are all diminishing returns unfortunately and uh, of course we also get Patrick Wilson we do my mm-hmm Big time man crush. Is he really? Oh, I love Patrick Wilson. Okay. It's the whole reason we watched uh, Into the Tall Grass was because Patrick Wilson was Oh, yeah, was that's it. true. Okay. And I was like, can we watch that? And you're like, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you like it? No. <sighs> Patrick Wilson was in it, though. I like those parts. Yeah. <laughs> but now, Insidious was, I think this is one of those films, I, I think the first time I saw it was with you. I don't think I saw this on my own prior oh, to okay. this. Oh, okay. So uh, definitely one of the ones that you kind of turned me on okay. to. But know what? It's got the paranormal element to it, but it's a little bit different than, you know, just a ghost here, just a ghost there. Because Right. They add that different level by, you know, having them go into the further and right, stuff and the, like that. Right. She call, calls it the further, which is basically this other world almost yeah. that ghosts and uh, demons they all hang out in. And, and now this is like a bona fide franchise at this point yes. because they've gotten into uh, La La Lorna, which is the the nun that's in these films, I believe, or maybe that's from Conjuring. To be fair, Conjuring and Insidious. No, this is from, is, no the nun is Insidious right. franchise. They they all start blending together. Right. Like, right I know right. Annabelle, that's the Conjuring and Conjuring, stuff. Conjuring, yeah, because Conjuring is Lorraine and um the uh, paranormal. Lorraine and Ed Warren. Yeah, Warrens, yeah. So that's the Conjuring Speaking franchise. of which, Lauren, let's get right into our number six, <laughs> which Conjuring. is The Conjuring, <laughs> also starring Patrick Wilson. No! Sheba! By the power of God, I condemn you back to hell. I really, now I do think that The Conjuring, I, I didn't fight you for it or anything like that, but I think The Conjuring is a, a overall better horror film also directed by James mm-hmm. Wan. Uh, I, you know, I think that the, the level of, of knowledge that I had going into it about Ed and Lorraine Warren right. as paranormal investigators adds a little bit to it. Right. And you get all their, you know, more famous stories. Right. Um, I mean, obviously the Conjuring is one, but it's led to all these other different movies, a lot of more Conjuring movies and Annabelle, Annabelle movies now. So yeah. And I think that this, this like, 
Insidious kind of like gets to the creep factor very quickly. Yes. I think Conjuring is far more of like a slow burn. It's a slow. Yeah. 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 It, it really builds you into it. And by the time you get to the end, there, there's been a few things that have been truly terrifying. And I remember when I was on the Countdown Pod, this was their number one trailer of okay. all time because the trailer was really effective. And when this scene showed up in the movie, it's very effective. It's the it's the playing uh, hide and it's seek. It's the clap. Yes. Clap, clap. <laughs> and then like, you know, the, the mother. <laughs> goes up to uh, up up to the wardrobe and right. she she's clapping and the hands like the ghost hands yeah. come out and clap clap and she's like what the fuck yeah it's just it was very effective and then by the time you get to the possession and the whole exorcism and stuff at the end yeah you know, I, I i think you know you're you're truly creeped out at yes. everything that's happened throughout the film and i just think it it's just overall better than than the insidious film yeah. as well mm-hmm. all right lauren what is our number five so number five we decided with train to busan <laughs> yeah fucking zombies fuck because on a train the best zombie film in 10 years for yeah. sure I mean that's that's why there's not a, a lot of other zombie films on our list because this did it better and you know me in subtitles I can't even though it just seems like movies with subtitles are the best movies out there but I just I can't get through subtitles because I fall asleep this one was all subtitled but yeah it had zombies on a train you're trapped like what do you do but also i think like this now i'm not saying this because i don't think other countries can get it but i think this resonates big with americans because here you know in america we have we have the businessman who 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 works hard they have it to the nth degree in korea right and it's it's about the distant father working you know and and he's he's lost touch with his daughter and they're going on this trip together when this when this thing happens and suddenly the guy who's never been much of a father like has to really step up to be a dad right. and that 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 through line throughout the film it really really draws you in but also just the fact that this was the first zombie film that just legit scared me at yeah. this at this point we have been through so many different types of zombies so many different types of zombie movies I'm not phased by them anymore, right? Like we, right. we, when me and you did the Walking Dead podcast, you know, for a while back, <laughs> we used to joke about how zombies are fucking nothing to these people, right, right, right. right? And and much like when when we were, when we we're watching Zombieland, zombies aren't much to them either. Mm-hmm. They don't pose much of a threat to our main characters because they're expert zombie killers. Here, they made the zombies effective and scary, and they did it all in this in this very like bombastic very jumpy way that like when the zombies showed up i didn't know who was going to get it and right in what fashion and it was and you're beautifully stuck gory. in this one location very claustrophobic in a train yeah in a train and it's like what do you do like where do you hide you keep running up until what the last cart and then that's that and you're stuck right yeah. uh so yeah i trained to busan uh, i want to watch it again you know i've been trying to watch yeah, nothing but horror movies this month right i know i spent a good amount of today watching horror movies while you were before you got home from work i'm going to continue doing that right and before we go on to our next movie i just want to jump back really quickly because i'm pretty sure i said the nun was part of insidious it is not it is it is 
Conjuring uh, universe that's because that's Lorraine's thing is the nun. She paints the nun in one right. of the movies. So I totally forgot about it. My bad. Like I said, they came out two years apart. They're both they kind of meshed by James together. Wan. They both have Patrick Wilson in it. The, their worlds kind of mesh together yeah. for us. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Our number four is Get Out. Get Out. Right. All I know is sometimes, but if there's too many white people, I get nervous, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, no. do something that's not my experience not at all the armitages are so good to us they treat us like family yeah i don't think there's been a horror movie that had so much to say it was a smart yeah horror movie but there was a lot to say like you said there was today's world especially and uh it's yeah absolutely uh, it was a smart horror movie right that none of us saw coming right exactly it it said a lot of things to particularly like our generation and a younger generation yeah. and stuff like that um it had it had a lot to say about our boomers <laughs> yes it did <laughs> but it also had had a lot to say about how we treat race in this country and everything mm-hmm. like that uh you know and and it, and it definitely started some debates uh which is which is nice but it was also just effectively creepy it was uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it told a fantastic story it was it was well acted even though like i always i always said like one of the things that like bothered me about was like the third act i always saw coming Okay. Like, I always knew how this was going to end. Right. Um, and I always felt like it was kind of a fantasy for it to mm-hmm. end that way. Like clearly the way to end is 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 that young black man goes to jail. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just killed a house full of rich white people. Right. As far as the police and anyone else would be concerned. Ain't no boy from TSA saving you. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's going to jail. Yeah. And I think that that would have been effective and had just as much to say about our society, about about you know, the 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 misunderstandings and stuff like that. But you know, it, it I think it ended in the fantasy way because. Right. But you have to remember. Yeah. Only one of all these many families were taken out. That's true. So there's a lot more of these rich white fucking. Yeah, that world's still out there. Yeah. Like, like these people are still out there. There's still there's still auctions going on. Right. And God, isn't that like just the creepiest fucking yes. scene? Like they're auctioning off a young black man and right. you're watching it. And I was like, did I go into Django Unchained? Oh, no, no. This is 2015. Like yeah. this is modern time. Shit. Like, fuck. God damn it. Right. Like, uh, but man, I, I love the, you know, the the tea and the tapping and uh, how yeah. much like the brain. Yeah. How she hypnotized them yeah. and try to brainwash. But him. there's like literally times where like if I'm stirring my coffee and stuff like that, I'll do that. I'll go. Ting. <laughs> Ting. And I was like, it just brings me back there. It's such a little effective thing that like mm-hmm. reminds you of this film and brings you back. I, I mean, we love this movie so much. I, I think like the day it came out on Blu-ray, we ran out right, and, right, it right. and watched it immediately. All right, Lauren, what is our number three? Well, this is one that you would not allow me to make a list without it being on, which is Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> the only thing that hurts me is that it's not higher on this list. <laughs> Mordecai, baby, what's happening? How's the weather up top? The lambs have passed through the gate. 
They are come to the killing floor. Well, you're, you're doing a great job out there. By the numbers, man, you gotta start it off just right. So we'll talk to you later, okay? Their blind eyes see nothing of the horrors to come. Their ears are stopped. They are the gods' fools. Well, that's how it works. Cleanse them. Cleanse the world of their ignorance and sin. Bathe them in the crimson of... Am I on speakerphone? No, absolutely not. Speakerphone, no. No, I wouldn't do that. Yes, I am. I, I can hear the echo. Oh, my God. You, uh, you're right. Hang on one second. I'll take you off. That's rude. I, I don't know who's in the room. Fine. There. You're off. Thank you. Don't take this lightly, boy. What all by your numbers? The fool nearly derailed the invocation with his insolence. The ancient ones see everything, and they will not be. I'm still on speakerphone, aren't I? <laughs> oh my God, Mordecai! I can't believe it. It did it again. Morty. What happened? Fucking love this movie, man. Uh, now, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is in it, right? before thor like yeah. he did this movie before he was I thor think it just came out you after you got me to watch this movie because i've heard of this movie i never watched it before i mean i've watched it now but then you're like chris hemsworth is in it i'm like sold we so we started by talking about like genre defying movies right. or 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 horror movies that play on the tropes this plays on the tropes yes. of horror films and it does it in in both an effectively like horror mm-hmm. aspect of it but it also does it to a comedic effect right. as well. Because my favorite characters in the entire movie are are the men in the basement. The guys who are... Right, the, right, the, the, the guys controlling the entire thing, tequila right? Tequila is my lady! My lady! Yeah, I must <laughs> say, I didn't see this movie turning out this way. Yeah. Like how they're setting up all these different horror scenes. Right. For what it's an experiment, right? No, they have. Or is to, it a? They have to provide a sacrifice to appease oh, the old that's gods, right? That's so they right. don't destroy the world, right? Right. right. Uh, and but I mean, like I, I just realized this: our our number our number four movie had Bradley Whitford in it. Our number three movie has Bradley Whitford in it. He's in this. Oh, okay. He's the, yeah, he's the tequila is my lady. Oh, is he? Okay. My lady. Uh, but also like one of my favorite things is like there are so many horror movie nods in this film right you literally have to watch it frame by frame to pick right 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 to pick out everything the fact that it's a cabin in the woods that's already setting you up for evil dead they go into the basement there's the necrolomicon there there's there there, there's uh you know one of those one of those uh puzzle boxes there and if you unlock it hellraisers you know type of xenobites are going to show up right uh there's so many different like horror movie tropes just latent within there and god damn it all he wanted to see was a mermaid <laughs> he know, got his mermaid though did he he did it's what killed him yeah. god damn it i'm just never gonna get to see a mermaid ah you don't want to see a mermaid the cleanup on those are terrible and then we see what a mermaid actually looks like and when it eats him it sprays his blood out of his right. blowhole and creates this awful mess and of course the elevator scene is just the biggest payoff i've ever gotten in any horror movie because we're teased about all these other monsters they mm-hmm. show the whiteboard you know here's here's xenobites here's, right. here's this here's that here's kevin who the fuck is Kevin? Yeah. You would wonder what is Kevin? What is Kevin? We don't get an answer to that, unfortunately. <laughs> but like written on there is Deadites, which are obviously from Evil Dead, right. all this stuff. And just when you think like, you know, uh, it's it's kind of a shame that I'm getting this zombie torture redneck family mm-hmm. and nothing of these other things. The elevator scene happens and you're getting it all. You get it. Yep. <laughs> you it get all comes everything. out. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute. I won the bet. I had zombies. No, you, you said zombies. This is zombie redneck torture family. Right. It's the difference between elephant and elephant seal. <laughs> It's it's this type of like comedy where it's like if if you're not a horror fan, you don't get it and it's not funny to you, right. which is why like Jay doesn't really he doesn't like he doesn't like this. He doesn't like it. Okay, it's paying homage to all my '80s tropey horror right. films, the '90s horror film. It's paying so much homage to all these horror films that came before it. That I that's why I think like it's. I'm not saying like it's the best because obviously it's not number one on our list. I didn't fight hard for it to get it to be number one on our list, but it is just so fun. And right. uh, yeah, I've talked about it enough. All right, Lauren. <laughs> Our number two. Our number two is It, chapter one. Not Ch- chapter two, chapter one. Th- this isn't real. Remember the missing kid poster? That wasn't real. So this isn't real. Tasty, tasty, beautiful fear. <laughs> Come on. Ready? No! Where's Eddie? Eddie! Eddie! This isn't real enough for you, Billy. I'm not real enough for you. Holy shit. <laughs> it wasn't real enough for Georgie. Chapter one, not even chapter two, not even making our honorable mentions. No. I'll just spoil it right now. Right. Uh, while but, we, we while we liked it, it it's just it's not it's not the it's not chapter one. Doesn't hold a candle to us. Um this. but yeah, this I'm not real enough for you, Billy. Yeah. So this movie was the first horror movie I've seen in a long time, especially in a movie theater, and it scared the shit out of me. And fucking Bill Skarsgard, uh, he is fucking amazing. Yeah, he's but really he good. is he creeps me the hell out because it's his face with the makeup on, but it's, it's his wacky eyeballs because he knows how to move his eyeballs all yeah. different directions. And so the it's drool. Him. And, the, and the drool, he added all that shit in. And that first scene, which you missed it because you had to take a phone call I did, from yeah. Logan. Um, I got to see it in subsequent viewings, though. Yeah. But that that first scene, I'm like, holy shit! They just ripped this little boy's arm off. For God's sake, oh, he's got an arm off. Yeah. And you came back in, and I'm like, you just missed this great scene. Yeah. This fucking kid, he's dead. Hi, like we knew, you. we knew he was going to die, but they fucking ripped his arm off. Yeah. And then knowing, like, watching all the behind the scenes stuff and. Uh, finding out that all the kids in the movie, they didn't even interact with Bill Skarsgård until their scene came up. Until so f- the the kitchen scene, right? And to in the well really, house. yeah, that was the first time they saw him in head to tail makeup. But even beforehand, yeah. he didn't come out. He they purposely kept him away from the entire cast and crew. To they had seen concept of him, and they right. had they 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 knew that Bill Skarsgård was good, so they knew what Pennywise is supposed to look like. They right. didn't know what he was going to do. Right, and uh, the the kid who played Eddie was actually the first one that got mm-hmm. to work with him when he was on the ground, and he was like shaking him, yeah. drooling on him, and just like. Aah! like screaming in his face and the kid actually cried right and that's what they were trying to do they were trying to freak these kids 
but Bill Skarsgård's such a nice guy. He like picked him up off the ground, and we talked about this on our Patreon episode right. for for it well, when we did the movie cocktail for it. But he picks him up off the ground. He's like, "Are you all right?" And he goes, "No, man, that was fucking amazing. Right. Like you did a good job." <laughs> uh, and like Bill Skarsgård, you know, he's young. It, uh, a lot of the physical stuff he did himself. Mm-hmm. So like when Pennywise comes out of the comes out of the refrigerator, right. does that weird like handstand? <sighs> that was actually him contorting himself and shoving himself into a refrigerator. The only thing that was CGI was the fact that his body was backwards and had right, the right, right, that right, was right. CGI. But right. him doing a handstand inside the refrigerator and coming out was all scars. But guard. that movie freaked me the fuck out. There were a lot of jump scares, but not to the point where it was like, I don't know. It just seemed like it was forced. I don't think it was forced on this. It was a scary fucking movie. It was. And I don't care what anyone says. I fucking hate the original It. That original movie was fucking terrible. Yeah. I hated it when I was a kid, and then I rewatched it as an adult, and I still fucking hate that movie. I still like the homages in It to it, though. Like in in the in the It 2017, I like the homages that it right. Pays to it. That's that's fine. But- I still like Tim Curry. I thought Tim Curry was a good Pennywise. I don't know about the uh, the rest of it and stuff like that, but Tim Curry was a good Pennywise. All right. Uh, before we get into our number one, Lauren, we got some honorable mentions. We do. I'm going to start off with with one that I most of them are from you. <laughs> I literally just rewatched today, uh, but just to see whether it would make my list. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil with Alan Tunick. I I love this movie because it is, you know, it, it's the whole idea that Tucker and Dale are are the crazy murderous rednecks, except they're not. It's a misunderstanding between college kids who are then trying to kill them. Subsequently, wind up killing themselves on accident along the way. It's funny. Uh, it, it's it, it does take horror tropes and kind of turns them on their head a little bit. Uh, but it's also sweet. Like it just has like like the uh, he's uh, the main character. He's just he's just very sweet. He's a misunderstood red neck and uh it's a lot of fun I guess. these are just two guys they they saved up all their money they bought a cabin they just wanted a vacation home that's all they wanted they just wanted a vacation home and these college kids just come and fucking ruin it uh it's great it's on netflix it's been on netflix for like eight years if you haven't watched it yet right. watch it uh one you added to the list the crazies crazies i like it yeah i i like this i like the original one better i'll be honest but i know but we were doing 2010 through 2019 right. and i love the crazies it's i think it's a fun movie it's got a beautiful man in it it does timothy yeah. elephant timothy elephant yeah. before the salt and pepper hair you know yes. he still hey, he still had brown hair in this right. one but yeah i now I, I just i just like the whole story of the crazies and i like all the cool uh death scenes in it you know with the big tractor and everything I love it. To me, the crazy starts off as like a horror film. And yeah. then by the time they get to the to the military facility, it becomes like an action film. Like at right. that point. It's like horror, then slasher, yeah. then action film. Yeah. Right. But there are some really creepy like I love the fight with the with the with the mortician, with the doctor. Yeah. Uh and and the saws and everything like right, that. Right, that, right. that was good. All right. Uh Evil Dead, the 2013 remake, reboot, sequel, sequel. all of the above. Things uh, you're going to learn in Jane, Silent Bob. Yeah, things, which one is it? Which one is it? Is this a re- <laughs> Because like Ash's car is already there when they right. get there, implying that Ash had been there as well. So maybe a sequel? I think like, like the way they kind of tried to explain it was like, it's Evil Dead. But in a different universe. Right. But maybe Ash. So then that would maybe make in it this a reboot. Right. Because so like, that's Maybe in this universe, when... like Ash didn't survive yeah, or he did yeah. survive. I mean, they tease us at the end by giving us Ashley J. Williams showing up looking like uh, Alfred Hitchcock introducing the Alfred right. Hitchcock show. And he goes, 
groovy. Right. But also, this was probably the most, I believe at the time it was made, it was the most fake blood ever used in a right. film. Because the whole ending of the film is and raining now was, fake blood. You would know this more than me. Was this practical effects most of this just like the original effects. evil deads there are, there's a lot of digital effects a lot of the blood like when it's under gunshot and stuff like that that's okay. digital obviously when the girl cuts her tongue in half and gives herself the serpentine tongue like that is also digital but there was a lot of practical effects like that end scene where mia mia's arm is trapped right. in the truck and she rips it off that's all practical effects I look. Is it the best Evil Dead? No, I mean there's 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 three other Evil Deads that are better than this one, but I thought that this one took the story of the original Evil mm-hmm. Dead, did it in a new way that represented it me in a way that I wound up enjoying, and it really amped up the blood, the violence, the and gore. It made almost itself its own movie it did right right because the original ones you know obviously with evil dead 2 and army of darkness devolved into ridiculousness and cartoon aspect of it and that that's a lot of fun this very much keeps it very grounded in a horror film right uh and then finally we have us which came out this year mm-hmm. me and you really enjoyed that um obviously it's not going to make our list because of, of the jordan peele films get out right is better uh and then one you don't like I don't. Hereditary. Hereditary. I I don't. I will admit, I liked it better the second time I watched it, but I still don't care for it because it just got weird at the end. Why do you have to get so weird? Here's one that I'm going to say is an honorable mention, but it's not on the list because I see it more as a sci-fi film, not Annihilation. I know you're looking at me like, Annihilation? Like the (laughs) one where they go into the shimmer? No. Uh, Upgrade with Logan Marshall Green. Is that a horror movie? Mm, that's what I said. It kind of straddles the line, right? Like he gets this, he gets this chip put in his head. Uh, you know, the chip's kind of controlling. Like I said, I've always seen that as like the, a, a very dark Black Mirror episode, which makes right. it more sci-fi to me. So if you're wondering, you know, my number one film of 2018, Upgrade. If you're wondering why that's not on my list, it's because I see it as more of a sci-fi yeah, film sci-fi, than a horror right. film. All right, Lauren, our number one. What is it? Both it, of us had the same number one. It follows. Yeah. This thing, it's going to follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you, back in the car. It could look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. It can look like anyone, but there's only one of it. I don't ever want to watch that fucking movie again in my life. We were watching it before we started recording. I I wasn't watching it. I was just kind of, you know, I wasn't paying attention to it the first like the first time I watched that movie. But that movie scares the living shit out of me, and I never want to watch it again especially alone because now it's it's on one of the streaming apps that we have and it just keeps popping up and i'm like i why it was because then it makes me think about it and it that scares me i don't like that movie because it's so scary it definitely makes you second guess sleeping with a stranger for sure right yeah because it's got the undertone of stds right and they go around and you can't fight them like it's always going to follow you but with that aside it's a scary fucking movie. I hate it. 
I don't like watching it. It is pro- the reason I put this as number one. I had it as my number one. You had it as mm-hmm. your number one. So combined, obviously, is going to be our number one. But the reason that it is our number one was because I thought that in this decade, this was the most effective yeah. horror film. Uh, it, it, it took the genre in a completely different direction. It gave us something completely unique as as the uh, antagonist. You know, this un. We don't even know what it what it that right. follows looks like. We have right. no clue what it looks like. Right. Because it looks like all these different things. It takes things. forms of different uh, people. It also has these weird layers to it where it's like right. that girl's using that clamshell that doesn't exist. I remember the first time I seen this, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a pretty cool e-reader. Where do I find that? Like, <laughs> And then I found out like it's just completely made up for the movie. Yep. It was something that the director put in because to say like, it's not really our world. It's something right, extremely right, right, similar right, right, to right. ours. I right? do remember that. Yes. And then like there's, there's also like the whole idea that like if you freeze frame uh, throughout her house, when mm-hmm. you see the pictures you never see her father in there he's actually dead right and the ghost that the 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 form that it takes when she's in the pool is actually her father right and that is when she truly gets really afraid of it right when it takes the form of her father and stuff so it's like there's just so many layers to it and i think that of like horror movies while like it had this extremely effective creature and stuff Mm -hmm. like that the unknowing question at the end of their survival mm-hmm. because it just kind of ends with the two main characters holding hands resolved to be with one another because they both are giving it to each other right and then they you see the random person just kind of off in the distance following them and they yep. both kind of like look over their shoulder and they just keep walking and you're left to and think like is that like this is their it? life yeah yeah like this is it it's always going to be there but imagine like having this creature constantly follow you and it's just like when do i sleep right oh i just gotta sleep with this dude down the street right let him know what's up like, does, like at one point the one girl's just like let's go have a gangbang on a boat because yeah. you three motherfuckers gotta get right. gatted before it's gonna get me right and I, I think like I, I think like one of the fun things about this movie was like coming out and just being like holy fuck like how the fuck would I survive this and then like I remember being like well all I gotta do is lose a ton of weight get a bigger dick and go be a porn star <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just go be a porn star and be like, I only work with new girls. I never, I, mean, I never work with a girl that's worked. That and I've what did with I before. say? Because there was the one creepy uh, ghost thing, and it was like this creepy little what kid who was maybe 14, 15 yeah, years old. Yeah, a little boy who was and like, like a, a, a duh, Dave, easy target. Because yeah. if I was gonna find an easy uh, lay, I'm gonna go to the fucking corner, to the school bus corner, and be like, hey, boy. By the way. Jay's not on the show, but still, someone is committing pedophilia on the microphone. <laughs> like, Lauren just admitted that, like, listen, if I had it that follows, I will go fuck a child. That's it. <laughs> I will go fuck a child. Only but, like, if when, that- I, when I say a child, I mean, like, no younger than, like, 15. Now it's creepy. <laughs> not that anything... <laughs> Anything like six and above? Not that there's a dozen consenting adult males that would 100% sleep with you. But it would be easier for the kids. And it'll be over much quicker for you, let's face it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I don't need to sleep with an adult male, but like, can you just fucking hurry up? But then once you get picked up and you get put in jail for sleeping with these children, now you're fucked. Then you're right. I'm screwed. Yeah, because you're right. They never get into whether 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 gay sex works. Like, does it only follow if penetration occurs? Like, you got to wear a strap. I'm like, so many questions. (laughs) 
There's so many. It's an effective horror movie that raises so many questions. It's ton, It's tons of fun. Uh, this director uh, directed this film and hasn't directed anything since until Into the Silver Lake came out this year. Jay has seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm just uh, curious if it's as good as this because right. to me, like this is it, man. Like this is like this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's still effective. It still what? scares me to this and day. And it's great because. There's not like bloodshed all over the place. No, not it's incredibly not gory. like one person is. Although that first scene where the girl's sitting on the beach, right? And like it, it just it's showing her, and she's just kind of like sitting there. I guess she's resolved to die by yeah. it. And then like it it changes from the sun setting and night and, and getting to be nighttime to the the sun coming up and morning, and her body's twisted and mangled, right, 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 and her knee is broken in hand right oh it's fucking right but it's not like you know a slasher film where there's just blood all over the place and you have this one monster or one evil person constantly following you until you take them out there's no way of killing this person there's also times where like it's going to take a form of something and it's going to be completely innocuous yeah to the location you're at and you're not even going to know whether it's coming for you or not. So you just have to keep moving. Oh, it was scary. It Head on a swivel. freaked the shit out of me when they were at that lake house and they were sitting there. And so the important thing to know about this movie is if it's not following you, you can't see it. Only the person that it's following can right. see. And suddenly that scene where she was with the boy who's like, do you see that girl right there in the yeah. orange dress? And she's like, no. And he's like, we got to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We yeah. got to go. No, the yellow dress. Yellow. Who cares? Um, we got to go. But yeah, that scene when they're sitting at the lake house and they're all sitting there and it seems like she's finally relaxed because she got far enough where she can give it some time. It's, it's coming up behind her. Her friends that are surrounding her, they can't see it because... It's not following them. Right. And then you just see her hair go up and, you know, it's like right. swinging now, her all over the place. It has no interest in attacking people right. that you're with unless they get in your, unless they get in its way. Right. Which is, you know, crazy in itself itself. But I right. do love that scene where she, the girl's being picked up yeah. by her hair. Uh, one of the fun things I also read was like mathematicians have gone in, figured out the average pace of, 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 of the it that follows. Oh, really? And then figured out how fast you would have to continue moving throughout your life to always just right. avoid it without ever. So now I have a, question if the thing that's following you it if it uh turns into like a marathon runner does it get to run no no it no. always moves at it's the always, same pace is it moving at the same pace same always pace. okay yep, yep, that same walk even when it was like that that, that really tall guy it's just kind of like yeah. lumbering along just it just it's it's because tall people it's the ultimate like michael myers course. it will get you it doesn't matter how slow he moves he will get you <laughs> So, uh, like Michael Myers is taking out your friends with you. That's that, that's true. Michael Myers, like, it, like he will get distracted. He'll be like, uh, "I'll get back to you, final girl." Gonna go kill boy real quick. Uh, Gonna go. Buster Rhymes guy. is over here yelling at me. I gotta kill Buster Rhymes first. <laughs> no, Buster Rhymes is the one that kills him. He electrocutes him in the end. Yeah. Buster Rhymes is the. But I he's just- the final girl. <laughs> Put all your hands on my eyes can see straight, but wowing in the place to be. Oh boy! So that does it for our list this week. Obviously, there are tons of horror movies that have come out in the past decade. If there's any that we didn't have on our honorable mentions or on our list, reach out to us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, the best way to support us is to go to the, the podcast listening app of choice. Leave us a five star review if they allow us to leave reviews. Uh, especially if you're on iTunes, that's how we get on the the, the front page. So that more people can find us. The more people to find us, the more 
the show can grow. We also run a Patreon. We, you know, we kind of mentioned that we have an it chapter one movie cocktail that we made that came out that coincided with it chapter two. That is over on our Patreon page. So if you'd like the recipe for that cocktail or listen to that episode where we have a whole lot more deeper discussion into it, you're gonna have to go to patreon.com slash supermovie bros podcast. And for just one dollar a month, you can get all the additional content. I think we're up to like 15 episodes that are mm-hmm. available to you over there. Uh, our most current one is Jay watching 2001 A Space Odyssey for the first time and breaking it down for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and just one more thing, our good friend Thomas Iannucci has just dropped a new album, a collaborative album. He also has a new single that's out. So make sure you go to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, type in Thomas Iannucci and check out his music. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.